Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Crack Die Podcast. My name is Matt. I play Twin Talent on the show. I also am the GM of another show, a little Twitch show, at twitch.tv slash crackdie. There I am running Haya and Sean, Brent and Pete, through the Agents of Edgewatch Adventure Path. If you don't know who Brent or Pete are, you should check out the Twitch stream. They're great. It's a lot of fun. We haven't gotten very far in the first book yet, but it's been a lot of fun getting as far as we have. We put out content on that Twitch kind of randomly, uh, but it typically is Saturday afternoons between 1 and 4, and we do the Agents of Edgewatch Adventure Path, or as we like to call it, Absalom and Order, show every three weeks on Saturday. So we just did it this past Saturday, which was August 21st, and we will do it again in three weeks, which is September 11th. So if you haven't seen it, the last episode's still up on Twitch. You can go check it out, twitch.tv slash die. It's not as fun as if you were there. You can't affect the results as you could if you're watching at the time, but maybe next time. So episode 94, that's what we got here. We're so close to 100. And as we approach 100, we also are approaching another milestone, which is the two-year mark for this podcast. September 19th will mark the two-year mark since we started. We put the first three episodes out on September 19th of 2019. And as with all anniversaries, it's a good time for reflection. Looking back on the things you've done well, the things that, you know, you could have done better, and, you know, what to do about them moving forward. So I looked it up, and the average podcast across the world has an average of 27 listens per episode. Now, some have 7 million listens per episode. So, you know, 27 is an average across all of those podcasts out there. And we have been lucky in that in the roughly 100 episodes we've put out so far, if you include the 93 plus the little half episodes here and there, we have over 35,000 total downloads, which is roughly 350 downloads per episode, which is excellent. But all of that is made possible by the generous donations of 13 people. 13 patrons on Patreon have made this whole show something viable, and we could not have done it without them. So I want to give a huge shout out, a huge thank you to those 13 people, because without these people, there would not be a Cracked Eye podcast. So thank you, Chris, Jason, Thomas, Duke, Celine, Shaka, David, Jeremy, Anwar, Doombeard, Cassandra, Mike, and Jacob. Thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Now, where do we go from here? Well, we'll have to think on it. we got six more episodes to go to figure out what's going to happen after 100. I'm sure Sean has something planned special for 100. At least, I hope he does. Sean, if you're listening to this, I think maybe you should. Now would be the time. you got a couple weeks to figure it out. But until then, you, loyal listener... Where would you like to see us go? What other content would you like to see us produce? How would you like to see us grow? Because we want to grow. I would love to do this as a career, but very few people get to do that. But I'd like to. But where would you like to see us go? Let us know. Tweet at us on the Twitter sphere. Send us an email. Hit us up on Twitch. I think we've got a YouTube channel where we're storing our uh, old Twitch episodes. Can you message us there? Do it. Or if you are a patron, you can message us on Discord because we have a specific patron Discord for Cracked Eye patrons. And what I will say is that with 13 patrons, we are able to pay the hosting fees. We're able to, you know, maintain this thing that we do. But 13 patrons isn't enough to do a second show or 
to hire an editor to let us do other projects or to produce more content. So if you would like to see more content from us, if you like the things that we do, we would ask you very humbly to go to patreon.com slash cracked die podcast and become a patron. There are two levels, a $2 or a $5 level. If everybody who downloaded this episode pledged five bucks, we would be able to hire an editor that could not only make the content better, as they would be focusing on that and not sitting in my office after 11 hours, being at work and trying not to fall asleep while editing another episode, which if you didn't know, it takes like roughly 10 hours for my part. And I'm not the only person editing. Sean does edits. He gives it to me. I do edits. I hand it off to Haya. She makes it sound really good, doing all the soundscaping in the back, doing the intros and outros, you know, doing final edits, catching anything I've missed, polishing it up, making it sound, you know, pristine. So there are people here that put a lot of effort in. And and it's not that we don't like doing this. I enjoy editing. It's it's nice. It's just I wish I didn't have to cram it in after, you know, the, the nine to five and the long drive. So I'd I'd like to be able to put my efforts to other things, creating more content. I don't know doing more Twitch live streaming. There are other content creators that do like custom Pathfinder stuff. So like custom classes or feats. And man, I got a lot of that stuff bounced around my head. So there, there is no threat in what I'm saying. If you do not contribute a dollar, we're, we're probably going to still keep doing it. But this is it. This is the, the whole of what we're going to do. And, and it's only going to go for so long until we're done. And then that'll be it. Anyway, we'll see. We have six more episodes left to 100. We'll see how it goes. So without further ado, episode 94 of the Cracked Eye Podcast, sitting on the dock of the bay. Welcome to the 94th episode of the Cracked Die Podcast. Hooray! Double digit levels. I'm here. So at level 10, that means you guys are halfway... To finishing this AP. Crazy pants. But we're not, though. We're only, like, the beginning of book three, right? Yeah. I mean, you are. Book six is short, <laughs> you know. It could be, or it could mean that we're actually... So, like, the, the thing about level 20 is far too often, I feel, like, level 20 is the reward for completing book six. And it's like, well, cool, but I don't get to use any of these abilities because I don't get to... Well, unless I want to play beyond it. But this could mean that maybe for a decent port of book six, we're actually 20th level. Yeah, that would be real fun. I've been rereading book six, and let me tell you, it's crazy. Well, I guess we're going to need to be 20th level. Yeah. Certainly can't hurt. Now, being the magnanimous GM that I am. Uh Uh-huh. The what now? You guys leveled up. Hell yeah, we did. Yep. So let's talk about level 10 for everyone. Let's start with Soraya. So in the more fun things, let's see. I have a couple new formulas. So I now have some yellow musk poison, which fascinates people to the point where all they can do is try to figure out where it's coming from, which is hilarious (laughs) to me. Uh, I also have some... So wait a minute. So you have patchouli that you throw on the ground and everyone's like, what? is that (laughs) pretty much they're just like man where is that coming from i need more um okay hilariously i did not realize this when i was picking it out but i also do have uh the mist form elixir which uh, it is the greater form so when i have it when i take it for five minutes uh, i gain concealment 
With the way Sean rolls, I'll never get hit again. <laughs> nice. Hopefully. Can you hand that to other people? That I will absolutely need to double check because it is not a mutagen. It's an elixir. And I, the mutagens, I think, are more specific for the crafter. The elixirs, much like elixirs of life and whatnot, are not. Yeah. That's a fun maybe. I also have a new class feat, which would be healing bombs. So I can now chuck an elixir of life at someone and it'll work. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited for that because we could have used it like two combats ago. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I can also, I now have a quick identification. So I am a master of arcana. So I can identify magical things as a three action uh, turn, basically. It takes me three actions instead of like five minutes or something. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Not, not a bad. And and you do get an attribute bonus, or you get four attribute yes. bonuses at level so I 10. Got to, I got to boost my lovely, lovely attributes. So the ones that I boosted at 10th level are Strength, Dex, Con, and Wisdom. So I actually have plus ones in Strength and Wisdom now, because I had plus zeros up until this point. Nice. <laughs> okay. Which means when you go to punch someone in the face, it does one more damage. Yes, it does. <laughs> I was also seriously looking at like the sound fix elixir, but I'm like, I also I already have the hand wraps, so I'll leave that. Uh, and that just means that then my dexterity and constitution are plus fours instead of plus threes. Whoop. <sighs> All right. I'm disappointed with that. Uh, not with the level up, but with you in general. So let's move to Haya and see what terrible things Brianna has brought upon me. I mean... It's understandable things, I think, but what do I know? So let's start with the least exciting, which are her ability boosts. At level 10, I have four to choose from. I kind of went the same direction we always go, so I chose strength, dex, con, and charisma. So currently I'm sitting at a 20 strength, a 16 dex, an 18 con, and an 18 charisma. Hot. So... Yes, I am. That's disgusting. I am ready to explode many a watermelon between Brianna's thighs. And by watermelon, <laughs> it's probably heads. Um, What else? Let's see. Well, she's like a praying mantis. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> exactly that. Oh. Um, <laughs> at level 10, I also got a skill feat. I chose continual recovery, which basically means that instead of it being one hour before I can treat a person's wounds again, it takes 10 minutes. Okay. Nice. Which I think is nice. Uh, and finally, at level 10, Brianna gets a class feat. I chose Radiant Blade Spirit. It was either that or the uh, quick block, but we thought this was a bit cooler. So what basically happens is that my ally that lives within the blade radiates more power. And when I do my daily preparations, I can add the following property runes to the list of effects. I can choose from Flaming and any aligned properties, uh, which is an archic, axiomatic, holy, or unholy. Since Brianna is a liberator of Serenray, it would be holy. So, yeah, not too not nice. too shabby for our, our good friend Brianna. So Brianna can either have a flaming scimitar or a holy scimitar. She could also have a chaotic scimitar. On top of everything. A 
that doesn't sound yeah. cool. Well, yes, yes, I can because she is chaotic yeah. good, isn't she? So you could have it. Yeah, yeah, that's anarchic or whatever it's called. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know how because how, it only affects creatures of the opposite alignment. So I don't know how often that's going to come into play, but you could do that. It could be fun, but uh, let's let's not and say we did at least yeah. for right now. Ugh, that's uh, again not disappointed at the level up, disappointed in the player, <laughs> my players. Uh, that's how you know we've made good choices. Here's the thing: I don't know who is going to be more disturbing to find out, Twin Talon or Knife Sword. <laughs> yeah, they might be equally pretty. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's start with Twin Talon. Matt, how are you ruining my day? Well, <laughs> what a loaded statement. Right? So let me tell you how I'm ruining your day specifically. So first, ability scores I added to dexterity, constitution, intelligence, and wisdom, which brings dex to 20 or a plus 5 bonus. Constitution's an 18, so a plus 4. Intelligence is 16, so a plus 3. Wisdom is a 14, so a plus 2. And increasing my intelligence, I also got an extra skill. In doing so, I realized I had double paid for one skill previously, so I have trained now crafting and diplomacy, which were not trained previously. I also got a skill increase because I'm a rogue and I get that every level, which I put into deception, so that is now master level. I got a skill feat called Foil Senses, which basically what it does is when I take the stealth action, I am automatically presumed to be also hiding from other senses, so like scent or anything like that. It's not just visual. It's it's all senses is what he's hiding from. The class feed I took is the one that I think Sean's maybe going to vomit most about, which is precise debilitation. Precise debilitation adds two more options to my debilitating strike. The lesser of the two is I can make a target flat-footed till the end of my next turn. So if someone was going to be flat-footed temporarily, I could basically just keep them flat-footed if they weren't going to be flat-footed next turn. I typically don't have problems with that, but it could come up. And then the other one is all of my attacks do plus 2d6 damage. <laughs> so pretty good, I think, uh, on on the level up. I think that was everything. Sean, you okay? <laughs> Sean, has he passed out? Can someone check on him? I'm still here. <laughs> oh, okay. also, uh, I get another language. Oh. I haven't decided what that is yet. Oh, yeah, nice. let me know what language you're gonna pick up. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, knife sword or Rob, what did you do? Well, I'll start off with the mundane things. I now have a ten strength, eighteen dexterity, ten constitution, eighteen intelligence, sixteen wisdom, and a twenty charisma. And then we'll jump to the only other thing that I think Sean cares about. I now have the ability to cast gravity well eleven times. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Sean, get off the ledge. He's going to suck you off of it with his gravity well. <laughs> yeah. No. Wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. I also picked up a spell I like to call Land Kraken, but the book decided <laughs> to call it Black Tentacles. I don't know. <laughs> I like Land Kraken. That's fun. Land Kraken's pretty good. We have Land Kraken, mm-hmm. Reactive Murder. What else? <laughs> Land Kraken. Uh, and and your class and skill feat, please. Well, my class feat was the getting two more signature spells, so that's how I got gravity well up to 11 times. Yep. You're lucky. I almost discounted and thought it was 19. I'm cool with that. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> poor Sean. And then for my uh, skill feat, I took basically uh, 
I can identify anything. Oh, shared identification. So now when I identify things, uh, I rarely misidentify them. What's it called? Shared identification? Assured. Oh, got it. Sorry. I'm assured on my identification. Got it. I'm sure. From the Greek word. No, just kidding. Shared identification is just like the invention of Reddit. Just like, hey, guys, what's this? (laughs) As well as everyone's animal companions and familiars also Mm -hmm. got hit point increases and all of that stuff. So All that good stuff. (sighs) I'm just going to have to start throwing the elite template. Wasn't that what happened in the hag encounter? They all were elite? Yes. Yeah, I don't think we need to do that. Let's, it's fine. Sorry, I can throw healing potions into us now, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> I guess yeah, <it's> true. <laughs> There's just, you know, like a burst of red mist, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you feel a lot better. There's a burst <laughs> of red mist when I splatter someone, and then a burst of red mist when all of it comes back into your body from the potion. <laughs> it's just, it's, like, a, it's just like a rewind effect. <laughs> Blood transfusion! <laughs> Boom! Anyway... When we last left you guys, you had just handily defeated some pirates or slavers. You're not quite sure. Mm -hmm. You haven't really examined them yet. Twin Talon had gone up to their captive, unlocked him, removed his Hannibal Lecter-styled mask, Mm -hmm. and was starting to talk to him when I rudely ended the episode. It's true. That you did. So, now that we're in exploration mode, let's chat at what everyone is doing. Christine, what is Soraya doing? Uh, when she's not cradling Jasper like a baby and tickling his belly and telling him how cute he was as an elf, uh, <laughs> I think she's uh, shaking down the, the sneaks. Okay. And Haya, what is Brianna doing? Mm, she's probably making sure that everybody is okay. Okay. Um, and if not, she will sit down and kind of tend to her wounds, and she is not uh, all that great. No, she is not. Okay. Uh, are you treating wounds on yourself, or are you going to cast your uh, focus spell? I think I will treat wounds on myself, since I got a shiny new ability. <laughs> okay. Matt, what is Twin Talon doing now that he's diplomatic? Um, he's going to be talking to the prisoner, <laughs> seeing you know what's going on in the town, where they are. Because we still don't really know that. That kind of stuff. Okay. And Knife Sword, what are you doing? Wondering if anybody else thinks that Saraya's relationship with her bird is getting weird. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's always been weird. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) It's not that weird. I'm very, I have very specifically just said that she treats him like a child, nothing else. (laughs) It's her baby. Yes. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to start exploring the general area near us. Okay. Knife sword, give me a perception check. All right. Soraya, give me a perception check. Uh, Brianna, give me a treat, treat wounds. Mm-hmm. Although, I, while, while we're making these rolls, I will say if anybody wants to draw fan art of unreasonably handsome Jasper, I am fine with that. Oh, I th- oh my. I, th- I think our kobold <laughs> friend should draw an unreasonably <laughs> handsome Jasper. I will, uh, I'll see what she can do, especially since uh, she doesn't know if uh, elves are attractive or not. The only attractive looking uh, creature she drew was uh, Pythagoras that one time. (laughs) Uh, R.I.P. Pythagoras, pour one out for a homie. Anyway, (laughs) 
Uh, all right. So, Matt, this this gentleman is shaking your hand very vigorously. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Uh, uh, my name is Lepin Disk. L-E-P-P-I-N-D-E-E-S-K. Okay. And this man is fairly sturdy looking, uh, stout, if you will. He, he has uh, wind and sun distressed skin as if he uh, spends a lot of time on the sea. And he says, oh, uh, this, th- you, you are in Cypress Point. Um, uh, we are a small fishing village, uh, on the northwest coast of the Steaming Sea. We're, we're, we're between two large countries of Ravnal and Nadal. We're, we're a simple, simple fishing town, uh, in, in kind of, we're still in the Ravnal, uh, country, but we are right on the border. Uh, but that's not the point. The, the a, a, a group of slavers recently arrived on a ship. I believe it's called the Genie's Smile, uh, and it's it's moored to appear in our town. Uh, I I've heard rumors that they've taken our our town's leaders hostage at one of the town's oldest and strongest structures, uh, the Nine Shield Smokehouse. I I've seen several of my neighbors rounded up and and brought to the pier, and others were just. Slaughtered by archers or or those enormous boars that the slavers use to chase us down. Uh, I I ran, but the boar managed to chase me down, and 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 I was I was captured. Uh, I also overheard some of my captors talking about the best place to start a fire would most that would most likely burn the whole town down. And 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 I think they decided that there was a boathouse that they could use. Uh, there is a boathouse in the middle of the town. I just don't know if it would burn very well. Can you? I, uh, lots of my my friends and and fellow uh, townsfolk are definitely prisoners in the genie smile. Uh, if you could please please help them and rescue them, and then uh, you know obviously check to see if if any of our leaders are in the smokehouse or it, or I don't know if there if there's a fire that could wipe out the whole town. I just don't know what's going on. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Calm down, buddy. We're we're gonna help you out. Yes. Which uh, which way is the boathouse from here, and which way is the smokehouse? Uh, also the pier. They're they're all to the north. Um, you're just on the outskirts. This is where we all live. And where were they taking you? They were taking you to the east of here. They were doing a sweep through the rest of the houses to make sure no one was still here or hiding. But now that they they've taken everyone. Uh, they're going to load us all onto the boats and who knows what. Okay. Well, I guess we should keep going, no? Before we go, check the door for keys. What? Oh yeah, we should definitely check the all of them for everything. Right, uh, and, and Soraya was doing that. I just wanted to get some of the exposition out of the way real quick. Soraya. A bunch of people rolled things. So, Knife Sword, what did you roll for your perception? 31. 31. Uh, as you walk around this small village area, you notice that everything that he has said is true. It looks like you, you find some bodies of what look like people running from something. You see drag marks like someone was digging their heels in and just dragged unceremoniously somewhere. A bunch of the houses have their doors broken down. There's still fire going in the hearths, but 
overall, it just seems like a, a kind of a, a, a new ghost town. Oh, boy. Brianna, you rolled some treat wounds. I did. In the ten minutes while you were getting information. What <sighs> happened? I guess I was not paying as well attention as I could have been as I rolled two ones. Oh, so you only healed 12 points. (laughs) Exactly. again, it's better than nothing, but you're still still down. Right, and if you guys are still uh, looking over things, if it's going to take another 10 minutes, I would not mind doing it again, unless if somebody else... Also needs uh, treatment. Uh, everyone else is full. I'll tell you that. So it's just you. Cool, 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 cool. All right, Soraya. So I have a thirty to my perception. I'm rifling mostly through the sneaks, clothes, and stuff, and see if they have anything useful. Okay. So I'm gonna put anything that you want me to put into the group loot, and you guys can decide uh, later. Okay. So on each of the three sneaks. You find each one has a blood seeker beak. Which does what? Uh, it is a talisman. Uh, this long hollow proboscis is harvested from the notorious blood seeker beast and drips a trickle of blood. Activate. It's at one action. You hit a flat footed creature with the affixed weapon. When you activate the beak, you deal an extra d4 precision damage on your roll. If you deal sneak attack damage to the creature, you also deal. 1d4 persistent bleed damage. Okay. So, so have you have fi- three of those? You actually have five of those. Oh. Total. Okay. Each one has three daggers, so you find nine daggers if you want them. Shiny. Yep, in a bag. All right. I'm sure we can sell some of those. You find three sets of average manacles and three sets of keys to those manacles. Hmm. Okay, bag, bag, bag. Those we can keep. They are all wearing leather armor. Nothing seems too special about them. Okay, bag. Okay. And you find three rapiers that I'll tell you that they are, they have, you look at them closely enough and you see that they are plus one rapiers. Okay. Cool. It's a shame. Didn't Anwar's character favor a rapier? Yep. Yep. Rip. And they all have regular thieves tools. Okay. So all of that is going in the bag. Mm-hmm. And then on the dwarf, he's wearing chainmail. He has a plus one flail, three javelins, another set of average manacles, and keys to the manacles. All of the manacles, as you look at them, are inscribed with the insignia of the Scarlet Triad. Oh, surprise, surprise. Aha. Hmm. I know. Surprise, surprise, surprise. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. All of them, it goes in the bag. Uh, I don't think there's anything in there that we... Unless anybody wants a plus one foil to carry around, I don't think there's anything we need to specifically equip. No. All right, cool. And when you guys get some downtime, you can pull the runes out if you want again. Mm-hmm. I just spelled flan to try and, but I meant flail. That takes something. Plus one flan. It's delicious. Yeah, but he had a flan in his pocket. Wouldn't that be messy? <laughs> it would. It yeah. really would. <laughs> mm, egg custard. Mm. Uh, okay. That's what you find. 
this guy gave you three options of places to go. Well, they're all to the north. Yep. So, Northern Ho. All right. So you guys head to the north. Lepin thanks you again profusely for saving his life and getting him out of the shackles and he runs away. Okay. That's fair. Bye. I would vote that we go to the boathouse first to stop the town from burning down. Then, I kind of think that assaulting the ship would be best, because if we can stop the ship from leaving, then when we circle around to the to the Nine Shields place, Nine Shields smokehouse, there's like nowhere for them to fall back to. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, now that being said, I'm sure the module did not expect us to do that, so we're going to find the big boss... At, like, the <laughs> fireplace. At the boat and then, house. Yeah, and then the other places will seem easy afterward. But we'll see. <laughs> Could we start a, a captive uprising on the ship? Well, if we can take the ship, then we could yeah. equip the people there with weapons so that if we attack the Nine Shield Smokehouse and anybody escapes and tries to run back to the ship, they can grab them. We have more daggers than we know what to do with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, we can give them all daggers. <laughs> Boathouse? <laughs> Yep. All right. Onwards and upwards. So you head to the boathouse. Okay. And as you head to the boathouse, you notice that the town is eerily quiet. There is no hustle and bustle. Uh, You hear the wind from the sea, and that's about it. You don't see or hear anyone. This wooden building that you, when you come across it, the boathouse, is one of the largest in the in the town. It extends over the waterline on old pilings. That's mm. it. I have tried to make this as WYSIWYG as possible. What you see is what you get. WYSIWYG. That is something I've not heard. In- oh, yeah. <sighs> Since I was LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to go back to my roots for a minute. Imagine. Your roots are showing. <laughs> oh, no. I just died them. So Twin Talon is going to head to the east, if that's okay, just to check out the other side of the building, make sure there's not just, like, creeps hanging out over there or another door we have to be aware of. All right, creeps and cool. Uh, Christine, what are you doing, or what is Soraya doing? If he's trying to make sure, you know, like, scope things out, I don't necessarily want to go right up to the doors already. I'm going to send Jasper up, take a, you know, do a little bit of a loop to see if there's anything nearby. Anybody, like, okay. hiding out or... Sure. Brianna. Hiya, what is Brianna doing? <sighs> I feel like she wouldn't leave. She doesn't want to leave these squishies unattended, but she doesn't want Twin Talent to go off by herself, so she'll kind of, like, step up in front of them, maybe meander a little bit, and have her shield up and just kind of scanning about and being as quiet as humanly possible. Alright, and Knife Sword. Mm, I'm gonna lay low. Okay. And try to... Yeah, just lay low. Okay. Be quiet. Sounds good. So you're going to stealth. Give me a... Alright, so Knife Sword, give me a stealth. Okay. Brianna, Soraya, and Twin Talon, give me a perception. Alright, alright. 34 for stealth. Alright. 25 perception. Great. I'm sorry, did you ask me for a stealth or a perception? Perception. Or, well, are you... You're stealthing around, or are you... Yeah, I'm... I mean, you I'm always, pretty much always stealthing. Yeah, I spelled the full feet, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go ahead and stealth for me. 26 perception for Brianna. Okay. And Twin Talon, what is your stealth? I rolled a 2, so I got a 23. All right. Uh, so no one sees anything. 
There, everything looks good. <laughs> Again, on the ground you see drag marks, you see dried blood, you see Twin Talon. As you around the corner, you see that there's a body kind of. The waves are lapping it up against the little bit of sand and like docks. So it's on the sh- on the coast there, like where the water meets the sand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but other than that, everything looks looks clear. Hmm. Are there windows? I, all I can see is like the things for the doors, and I can't see the outside of the buildings. I don't know if there's windows anywhere. There are no windows, but oh, you said you sent Jasper flying up, right? Yeah, I sent him to like go up okay. and like do like a wide loop. There is no roof really over the top of this, so you can see what Jasper sees, right? Uh, he can come back and tell me. He can talk. Okay. So he flies over and comes back and he tells you that there is a small, what looks like a closet that does have a roof over it, but for the majority of the area inside, it you, it just looks empty with water lapping against the pylons holding up like a walkway over some water. Uh, and there are some bodies in there as well that are just in the water. With pools of blood around them. Mm-hmm. Draw sharks. Yeah. Yeah, I assume he just kind of like lands in everybody. It's just like, oddish water. <laughs> yeah. Watch. So, Twin Town will call, like, not call out, but kind of like harsh whisper to everybody else. Two doors. There's a dead body. I'm going to check it out. And uh, Twin Town is going to try to approach the body uh, at the water's edge. Uh, kind of pull it up on land and uh, see... See if we can tell how we, how they died, pat them down, see if there's anything identifying on them, or if they have anything interesting. Alright, Soraya, what are you going to do next? While Twin Talon is going to investigate that body. Good question. I'm going to see if I can peek into the doors. Okay. Are there any... Can I check for traps or anything? Because I don't want to... Sure, you can move up to the doors and use thievery. Haya, what would you like to do? I will also wish to move up. I think Brianna will also follow along with uh, Twin Talon to try and support as best she can. Uh-huh. Although there's a part of me that really does want to keep healing, but it's okay. Let's keep going. All right. So as Soraya, what is your thievery? 27. And which set of doors are you moving towards? Are you moving to the ones directly north or the ones to the east? Because there's... Two sets of double doors. Uh, I'll try the closer ones, so the ones to the east. Okay, so what was your thievery? 27. All right. So as Brianna and Twin Talon approach the dead body, and Twin Talon drags it up onto the, the shore, you see multiple stab wounds in the stomach mm. and leg area, as well as... Part of their skull is dented. Somebody really wanted Yikes. to kill this person. You also notice that one leg is missing and there is a ragged bite mark. If I pat him down, is there anything interesting or notable? No, no. Anything of value has probably been taken or is at the bottom of the sea. I was just going to suggest if there's a way to confirm cause of death with a medicine check or something. Of yeah, sort. absolutely. Give me a medicine check. I'm, I'm down for that. Medicine check. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's probably redundant, but just to double check. 25. Okay. So with the 25, uh, definitely gut 
wounds are terrible and painful. Very slow. And very slow. But the crack, you see, like I said, the dented skull, that probably knocked someone unconscious and then they were thrown in the water, so they probably drowned, just judging by the looks. Soraya, you don't detect any traps on the door. Well, Jasper didn't say there was anybody inside, right? That's correct. Mm, I will... I like crack one open and peek inside. All right, go ahead. You can open the door. Yeah, there's a bunch of uh, wooden planks and water. Do we want to take a look around inside or not yet? Yeah, I mean, I think we should. We should enter. Can't hang out here all day. Do we know that it's safe for certain? Peel your eyes, though. I well, I don't see anyone. Jasper didn't either. There's a closet he mentioned. I mean, we can. Once we're done on this, once we're done checking the body, we can enter on this side. Okay. Uh, yeah, so just, because uh, I'm terrible at this, uh, Brianna and Twin Talon, there are doors directly to your west, and then there is a single door to your northwest. Where do you want to go, Twin Talon? I follow your lead. Uh, let's go to the northern door. Okay, lead on. Okay, so Twin Talon will carefully walk in stealthy stealth down the pier. Until uh, he gets to the northern door, uh, Tesani, which I haven't, I didn't really describe, but Tesani is kind of hopping along behind Brianna. Okay. Just kind of staying near her, because that's what Twin Talent told Tesani to do. And, yeah, Twin Talent will check the doors for any signs of traps or anything else. And then if we don't find anything, he'll open it. All right. I will make a secret roll for you. Great. Uh, everything looks clear. Great. Uh, I'll open the door. So, since both groups have opened doors now, the walls of this warehouse extend over the water. A walkway lines the eastern edge of the room and another in the southwest. But most of this walkway has been smashed. Only the southernmost edge of the room is floored with wooden planks. Hmm. So it looks like the closet is the western side. It's maybe 20 by 20 or something like that. Twin Talon is going to make his way along the walkway to the south, and then along the walkway to the west, and then up to the double doors that are on the inside here. All right. Unless something stops us from doing that. Yeah, all right. Let's, let me let me find out. Uh, Brianna, it looks like you're following along behind Twin Talon. Is that correct? Yep. All right. Soraya, you're going to those double doors... To the west and knife sword. What are you doing? I'm going to follow Soraya in. Watch her back. All right. So, as you are all moving along these wooden slats, everyone give me a perception roll, please. Oh boy. Right. Is it vision based? It is vision based. Soraya, what did you get? 30. Okay. Knife sword, what did you get? I got a 20. Twin Talon? 28. 17. Okay, so as you are all walking around, Soraya, Mm -hmm. you notice that the water is hitting things in certain areas, like outside of where the pylons would be. And just as you notice that, you see three large creatures appear from out of the water, jumping at you. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jumping? Jumping out of the water. Like, hauling themselves onto the planks? Like, like a shark breaching, trying to bite 
and snag you and drag you into the water. What the hell is that? Let's, Sharknado! Let's 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 roll some initiative, guys. Thank it's got like a humanoid nose. I don't understand what that is, and it's gross. <laughs> the nose is what bothers you. Okay. Look. Well, it's all kinds of creepy. It's got two large fingernails, maybe three, unclear, three fingers on humanoid-like arms, big frilled bony head, mouthful of sharp like anglerfish teeth, black soulless eyes, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> Yeah, like a, like an armored back, and then just like a person's nose on their face. <laughs> okay, like, what did everyone get for their initiatives? Thirty-two. Uh, knife sword. What did you get? Twenty-nine. All right, not bad, not bad. Twin Talon, what did you get? So with a bonus eight higher than knife swords, I got a twenty-seven. All right, not bad. Which is which is two less. It just gets everybody to keep score. <laughs> and Sorrel. Twenty six. Twenty six. So let's begin some combat. Brianna, you are going first. There are three of these creatures. One directly to your north, trying to leap out and eat Tasani. There's one directly to your southwest, trying to leap up and eat Knife Sword. There's one directly to your west that is just trying to scrabble up onto the dock, or the wood slats there. And for our listeners, the two to the southwest and west are across water. So it's not like it's a straight shot for her to get to either of them. Correct. Correct. Okay. I, uh, I'm primarily melee based, so... I see something coming to my um, sister-in-arms, I'm going to call her, because Asani <laughs> is often commanded to um, hang out with me and flank with me. So I'm going to defend my girl. All right. They are enough out of w- the water that you have to jump to the water to fight them. I Hit figured. them from here. Yes. How is a 40? Holy shit. Oh, my. Um, yeah, I have a plus 21 now, so. Jeez. <laughs> that is a critical hit. Yes, that's a way, good way to start. start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. All right. All right. Oh, also, at the start of your day, you didn't tell me what you did with your sword. Hmm. I kissed it. I took it out for a date. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 you meant like preparation. Right, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. You kissed the sword and you liked it? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Don't shame me. Um, I think I would have asked the bladed ally within to be a holy or to make the scimitar a holy weapon. Okay, cool. I just wanted to add that onto your weapon as well. So. Thank you. So. The critical success card says, Carve your initials. Normal damage, sadly. The target is so humiliated, it can do nothing but attack you. At the end of each of its turns, it can attempt a will save to end this effect. So it will attack nobody else but me. Okay, which is what you want things to do. Exactly. All right. Well, not only that, but it can do nothing else but attack you, right? Correct. Which means it can't move. Mm-hmm. It, it can't do any special abilities. It's three attacks per round against your 33, if you have the shield up AC at this point. 
Correct. So it takes 18 points of damage. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's only holy. So. Uh, so well, no, no, I'm just... I'm, I'm not making a choice for her. I'm just saying disrupting oh, okay. only works against undead. That's well, my then. whole statement. I got like it. I, at the beginning of my of the day, my plan was to make it Good. a holy weapon. Okay. So you do 11 points of slashing and 5 points of good. For good. And good damage only affects evil creatures. Gotcha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alright. So, damage done. For my next trick, <laughs> I feel like Brianna would have seen these creatures also hop up onto the opposite bank and she will curse herself for not going to protect the squishies. So, for her second action... She will draw a javelin. Okay. And for a final one, she will throw. Okay. And I'm assuming this is your plus one striking returning javelin of awesomeness. Of course. Okay. Ugh, I rolled a two for a 19. A 19 will regular miss. Should I hero point it? Yeah, you. you have one. Let's do it. We eat the hero point. Nom, 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 Reroll that second attack. Ugh, same thing. 19. Never mind. That's okay. It's still just a regular miss. It is now one of these creatures' turns, and it is the one closest to Soraya and Knife Sword. So, Knife Sword, you are flat-footed to this creature because it is attacking out of the water. And so is Soraya. Soraya is also attacking out of the water? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I jumped in, I joined whatever yeah. these creatures are. I want yeah. <laughs> You guys seem to know, you know, do, you know what you're doing. So, it's going to attempt to bite Knife Sword. And we'll see how well I can do this. It's a total of 23. Does that hit you? No. But as a reaction, can I swim down its gullet? Uh, no, unfortunately. Okay. Miss, sad that it missed its first meal of the day. It's going to snap its jaws at Soraya. Does a 24 hit you? No. All right. And then for its final attack, it will swing its claw at Soraya. 25? Also no. Boo! You stink. Knife sword, <laughs> it is your turn. Alright. So wanted to bite me, eh? <laughs> I've got eleven casts, why not? Oh god. <sighs> Where are you putting the gravity well? Yes! Six, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. I can't get both of them. Well, I mean like the one near us. We can't fight it if it's not there. Right, but it could wait till it's time coming at me. But no, I was thinking of getting rid of the one near me. Yeah, I mean, do whatever you want to the ones on your side. I'm, I'm just saying on our side, we're going to go before it, and we won't be able to do anything if it's in the water. So 30 foot radius. So no matter where I put it, it's going to grab both of them. Yeah, what if I shove it in the corner down there? Like... Like the... Bottom, like just enough to get that one next to us. There we go. That doesn't grab anybody. Like yeah, that. I think that. 
Nope, it doesn't. So you place the center of the gravity well to the southwest. Mm -hmm. Southeast, sorry. Uh, Let's see how well this creature does as a reflex save. 25 versus newly... So it fails, which means it moves 15 feet towards the center. So that's 5, 10, 15. And it gets partially pulled up onto the dock of the bay. And then, just for good measure, we'll send a magic missile its way. It's on the third third level. Third level magic missile. Pew 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 pew. Back. Back, I say. And you deal five points of damage to it. Next up is Twin Talon. All right, Twin Talon is gonna diving in the water heroically and fighting. I mean, I could. Uh, but instead. Uh, Twin Talons is going to walk to the north along the dock and attack this weird critter. 25 to hit. It will. Is it flat-footed to you? It is, yes. Then it will hit. All right. (laughs) So because it's flat-footed, I'm going to use Debilitating Strike to make all of my attacks do 2d6 more damage. Oh, boy. That's so disgusting. Now the Get one, it. <laughs> the one saving grace is if I'm reading it correctly, the way to build a tank strike is is it applies that after the attack, so it will apply to any additional attacks I make this round or next round, but it doesn't apply to this specific attack. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, small, small favors, right? All right. Um. So the normal damage is. 18 plus 5 precision for a total of 23 points of damage. Alright. And then he will try to attack it again for a 30 total. That will hit. Okay. So, uh, with the second debilitation, I'm going to apply Enfeebled 1. Okay. Nice. And so it's... So 17 normal damage and 14 precision damage is a total of <laughs> 31 damage okay. with the second attack. And then Taysani's going to attack it. Okay. You have one more action, don't you? Nope. Move, attack, attack. Oh, move, attack, attack. Yes. Sorry. 1 plus 2 plus 1 plus 1. Uh, and Taysani's is a 20. It's not flat-footed to her. so. Yeah. Unfortunately, that will miss. That's fine. Uh, okay, Soraya, it is your turn. I'm gonna try and recall some knowledge, seeing as the one that was near us has been dragged away a bit. Okay, give me a nature check, please. Alright, nature is a nat 20 for a 33. Success. This is indeed called a kruth. A kruth, sometimes called crocodile eater are fast and vicious hunters of bogs and wetlands. While they are known to hunt and eat crocodiles, alligators, and virtually any creature with flesh, their favorite prey are lizard folk, boggards, and dinosaurs. Ooh. Ooh. Looking at you, Tasani. Oh, no. 
It's a good thing she can't attack him. Yeah, right? Kruths are found alone or in packs. Male Kruths are solitary and territorial creatures, fierce, bold, and bloodthirsty. Female Kruths, on the other hand, are likely to shy away from potential predators, but swiftly turn violent when their brood is threatened. Because their offspring are so vulnerable, female Kruths gather in packs to raise their young, sending smaller groups to hunt food while the rest watches the brood. Kruths mate only once every four or five years, and the mating process is a curiously gruesome spectacle. An entire pack of females will hunt as a group for a lone male Kruth, claiming their pride in an orgastic frenzy that can last for an entire day and night. After the mating has finished, the females slay their mate and devour his nutrient-rich flesh and his organs in particular. These organs contain a unique chemical compound vital to gestation. Naturalists will pay handsomely for the fresh remains of male Kruth so they can study the strange properties of the creature's blood and organs. In addition, Kruths have poisonous hollow teeth. When these creatures bite their prey, a tooth breaks off causes the victim to bleed profusely as the blood pours through the hollow tooth. Whether male or female Kruths seem to be repelled by goblinoid flesh, especially that of bugbears. This doesn't mean Kruths won't kill goblins, but they typically do so using only their claws and tails, and they will take great care to clean themselves thoroughly after such a killing. Sounds like an insult. Well, at least they want to eat you. They, you may ask me three questions, Christine, with your critical success. Are they intelligent? I'll give you their whole stat layout just because I feel bad giving you only one thing. They have a plus six strength, plus three dex, plus six con, minus four intelligence, plus two wisdom, and plus zero charisma. Okay, so not really something they can be reasoned with. Uh, resistances and weaknesses? Zero resistances, zero weaknesses, and a plus four status effect to save against fear. Interesting. And what's the last thing we want to know? You can ask attacks, you can ask hit points, armor class, saves. Any suggestions, guys? I mean, for the... For Knife Sword, it might be useful to know what the saves are, like what their weakest save is, but save... I was gonna say armor class, but yeah, that's good for our for uh, next word. Yeah, yeah. So what? Yeah, their saves. Okay, so they have a plus twenty to their fortitude save, plus seventeen to their reflex save, and a plus fourteen to their will save. So will is their lowest save, except versus fear. Unless it's except versus fear, correct? Okay. All right. So that was your first first action. action. (laughs) <laughs> that was a really long way to winded thing to talk about truths, but I found it interesting. Uh, yeah, I find it very just that they like went that far into it. Um, Do you think they're called cruths because they have cracked tooth? Like, is that where cruth came from? Probably. Um. Let's let's see what ha- let's see what happens when I make one real cold. Okay. <laughs> uh, thirty-six. Critical hit. Ah! Oh, sweet. Nice. Nice. Bomb or spell normal damage. The target is reduced in size as if subject to a shrink spell until the end of its next turn. Okay. So now we have like a medium size instead of a large size. Yeah. Creature. All right. 
I feel like that just made it more agile, but we'll see. And then I believe it's 2d6 plus 2, what? It actually doesn't become small. Wouldn't it become medium? It becomes small? You warp space to make a creature smaller. The target shrinks to become tiny in size. Wow. The creature's reach changes to zero feet. So it stats exactly the same, except it's tiny and it can't attack things that aren't in its space? Correct. Awesome. Well, it's also slowed 10 feet and takes 9 cold damage. <laughs> or 11 cold damage with the splash. Okay. And for my third action... I think you should think about it till oh, next I week. Hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Crack Die Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.